Welcome to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. To find out more about me, my work, my books, my online classes, private sessions with me, my blog, it's all on exploreyourspirit.com. Visit me there and sign up for my free newsletter where you'll find out about upcoming podcasts, new classes, and more. Today, I want to talk about a question that people ask me a lot. And what people ask me is, what's wrong with the world? What's going on? Why is the world so messed up? And how can anyone do anything to fix it? Now, the short answer is, each of us hold the power to help fix it. And this is an ancient wisdom teaching called, As Above, So Below, As Within, So Without. And what that explains in a nutshell is that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm. And so what is at unrest or unease with us is at unrest and unease in the world. And we magnify that. We are surrounded by what's called the global consciousness grid. This is like an aura around the earth, around the planet. And it glows in white light and it holds energy. It holds the energy of our thoughts, of our words, and of our actions. The same way the aura around the body is a containment center that holds this as well. So what we think about, what we say, what we do, it's recorded and held in the aura around our body. And so that containment field begins to emit that energy. And people pick up on this energy around our aura. Are we happy? Are we sad? Do we feel like a trustworthy person? Do we feel like a good person? Do we feel a little sketchy? We emanate that through the energy field around us known as the aura. Well, the earth has a global consciousness grid as well. And all of our thoughts and words and actions are always being recorded in that white light grid around as well. And it's intensified now because we are in the middle of a big evolution. Everyone who came back in this lifetime, and I say came back because I believe in reincarnation and that we come back over and over. And I believe that everyone who came down here and is living now made a conscious choice to do that on the other side, knowing that they were going to be in one of these very trying times. It's a time where we are moving from the old age of Pisces and we have now moved into the new age of Aquarius. One of the side effects of this is in the Aquarian energy, everything moves faster. Time is speeding up. Thoughts and ideas move faster. You even process your karma quicker. Instead of what took lifetimes before you could heal from your karma, you experience the effects of karma in months, days, sometimes even hours. We're living in a much more fast-paced world. And so, with the age of Aquarius, everything is flying through the air even quicker. We see this in the internet and how a person can share a thought, an idea, an opinion, and it can go viral, could go around the world in minutes, and everyone responds to it in a very dramatic way. We've been building up and up to this instant response. It even started with 
having radio and TV, and everything escalated a little quicker. It used to be you waited for the town crier to deliver news, and that was only local news. And you had to wait for someone to travel from a long distance to hear how things were in other parts of the world. And then we had newspapers, so things circulated a little quicker. And then we had radio. So you still had to live in a certain area to hear a certain broadcast, but it covered more of, of an area where you lived. And then we went to TV and that covered, we had the nightly news, the national news, and the local news. And that wasn't fast enough, so we went to cable and we went to 24-hour news. All the time you could be checking in. And now with the internet, everything happens almost instantaneously. And everything is reported and reacted on in an instant as well. So in many ways, this has been incredible. It's allowed us to grow. It's allowed us to learn more, to understand more, to see more. And everything is right there in our hands if we use the internet wisely to learn about anything in the world we want to, to grow, to awaken, to become more. But the caveat is, like buyer beware, everything you may not have known or wanted to know or hear about is also available online. And with that, it has stirred up a lot of confusion and fear and doubt and worry. And that began to create a negative energy that has spiraled more and more. And then we add other divisions that have been created in one form or another to pull us apart. And that has stuffed us into more fear as humanity, as the human race. And mostly what people fear is the unknown, what they don't understand or they aren't sure about. It's unknown what this will mean for them, how it will affect their lives, how it might affect their livelihoods, their standard of living, their cost of living, their, their idea of what they might call a peaceful or harmonious life. And so because something new or different creates an unknown certainty, it creates fear. And that's where most of the problems come. Now, what happens when we step into fear? When you're in fear of anything, uh, you feel insecure. And you're worried about what's going to happen. And so you draw back. You have a, a sense of protection, putting a wall around you. And many times you'll even double down on your beliefs because you want to believe that what you know is right. And you don't want to question that because you're already in fear about other things making you feel uncertain, and what if everything you believe isn't right? That feels very scary. Whether you're challenging a belief system you have, whether you're questioning your religious beliefs or your cultural beliefs, whether life is changing so quickly around you that you're just not sure of anything anymore, and that's not comfortable. A lot of people have a hard time embracing change at any form. And yet what we're down here to do in this particular lifetime is to almost go through it at warp speed, for those of you in sci-fi, um, 
but at lightning speed to change, evolve, adapt. And so that's what we're here to do. And each of us are going to go through it as best as we can at the time. But hopefully at a soul level, people begin to remember that and take a deep breath and step back and say, okay, let me look at this from a bigger picture standpoint and see what's going on. Not just how it's directly affecting me or making me feel, but how is this change affecting the world? But when we're in that fear, we're missing connection. We disconnect from even ourselves. When you are in fear, you drop, if we want to talk about the chakra system here, you drop below the heart chakra. You cannot be in fear and in the heart chakra because the heart chakra is love. There are only two true emotions, fear and love. Everything else are side effects of those emotions. So when we are in fear, we drop down to the lower chakras. We're in the fight or flight place. We're in the take care of our basic needs, protect ourselves. And we're so scared of things changing that we double down on old beliefs and things that we think to be right. Uh, because it kind of intimidates us to think that we could be the ones wrong. We could have been living our whole life thinking this was a truth, living our whole life thinking this is how a person should be, judging others because they're not, only to find out that it's not right. And that's very difficult for the ego, which lives in the lower chakras, to wrap itself around and, and to consider. So what happens when our connection even to our higher self stops because when we're in fear we can't open the heart chakra and when we can't go into love in the heart chakra it's hard to open up to the higher chakras where our soul lives and our higher self which is there as a guide so in order to fix the world we have to start with fixing ourselves we have to be brave enough not to go into those lower levels and to stay in fear we have to open back up our connection to others, regardless of whether it feels scary or different, regardless of whether we understand. We weren't brought down here to be in control. We weren't brought down here to know everything. We are here to grow, to evolve, to learn, and to change. So a healthy ego understands this, and that there's something more to learn every day. Now, you can... You can be proud of yourself. You can be proud that you're smart and and uh, have good ideas and are thinking about a lot of things. Those things are great. But you can also, as much as you know, be open to learning more and to accepting new and different and to see that as part of the process. And in turn, when we do that, when we open back up the connection to ourselves, that allows space to open up the connection to other people. And that's where we come back into having compassion and empathy. We're at a very, very low, low point right now of compassion and empathy for people. And yet this is truly what defines the human race. We are one race. We are human. 
And we are defined by our capacity to love, to have compassion, and to have empathy. That's our higher self as the human race. In our lower self, we're greedy, warmongering, spiteful. And so we're being given a decision right now in this evolution, in this awakening, in this new turning of time with the age of Aquarius. How are we going to help and proceed as the human race? Are we going to stay in our lower self and war against each other and disagree and not have room to hear the other person's opinion, not have room to include others and have compassion and empathy? Or are we finally ready to step into our higher selves and to have a whole new understanding of who we are, why we're here, and what we can do? As we fix ourselves, we fix the world. There's a lot of focus right now, as you see, uh, into saving the planet. And as again, like I mentioned, that ancient teaching, as above, so below, as within, so without. And so we look at the planet and saving it on the physical level from pollution, from global weather changes, from things that are happening physically here um, on the planet. Even what we're doing with all of the energy sources we use, what we're doing with all the garbage and waste products that we use, what are we doing to the planet physically? And this is important. We have to be stewards of the physical planet here. The same way in metaphysics we're taught mind, body, spirit, that you take care of all three. So that is the body here on the earth. But what I want to talk about today is the different way, the spirit, the mind, the global consciousness grid that surrounds the planet. Like I said, that's an aura that holds that white light and holds global thoughts and emotions. This grid is built to replicate back onto earth for us, everything we put into it. So think of it as the law of attraction, but magnified by like a hundred billion percent because it contains all of our conscious and our subconscious thoughts that we as a species, as the human race, create. And so when I see that the grid has become dim, not as bright as it could be with empowering light, I can tell and see by seeing the aura of it how much people have lost their connection and how that's affecting compassion and empathy and caring thought for others. And what it's doing, instead of making people feel more protected like they thought, like, oh, I'm just going to dig in and protect mine and not worry about anyone else, it's not making them feel stronger and it's not making them feel safer. It's making people feel isolated. It's making them lose trust and hope. And this is very concerning because as thoughts and things get loaded into this grid and then reflect around us, it seems like it's almost been a campaign to get us into this place, to almost put us in this state. And I have to wonder why. There are teachings that talk about the light and the dark and how 
<sighs> gosh, that the light, you know, is there to help and the dark is there to challenge us. And some people call this beings of light and the dark side. And there are teachings that say there are things that are around. We live in a world here of duality. If there's hot, there's cold. There's winter and summer. There's light and dark. There's good and bad. We define almost everything in this world of duality. And so in the metaphysical world, in the spiritual world, we describe those beings of light as being angelic and spirit guides and other beings of the light. And we describe those on the dark side as being the, op the opposite. If there's an angelic kingdom, there's a demonic kingdom. If there's those beings of light, there are beings of dark. And it's said that some of them on those trajectories cannot directly affect us. But what they can do is affect our psyche and our thoughts and our vibration. And so they can do indirect things uh, to affect that. It seems that the way it's built, we have to reach out and ask for the light. We have to bring the light to us. And then once we do, then they are around and they help. As we open up the heart chakra through love, and then we're living in that higher vibration and exuding that energy, we bring more light to us and more light beings and more direct communication. When we're living in the lower vibrational energy, we can attract those things of the dark. And they like to suck the energy from us. And how do they do this? Well, they like to stir up the energy within us in a negative way. And, but to do that, they'll cause fear and panic. So the vibration around you is lowered. And... When that's lowered, that fear, that energy it gives off is almost like a food source that they can suck energy from. It's like a, a vampiric uh, food fest for them in that way where they can taste it. So when we look at what's been going on specifically in the past several years, we see a correlation with, with an attempt to leave everyone feeling isolated and in fear. And then it's us against them it's an, really a push for us to be divided, to not really pay attention to who or what is orchestrating this, but rather just to make us so confused, so divided, so labeled, so you're not part of this tribe or that tribe, or you think differently, and so I won't listen to you, to nothing is factual, nothing is true, everything is opinion. And somehow... Where we used to have discussions and all fields and topics and healthy debates and where we used to embrace diversity and embrace a difference of opinion, we had healthy conversations. We listened to the other side. We weren't an ego. Instead, we were willing to listen and to learn and to see the other side. And most times we found a way to meet in the middle to get a healthy connection and a compromise and to find that everyone could receive some of what they needed, some of what they wanted, and hopefully it was all for the benefit of the greater good. And now it seems that there's always been something targeting us, trying to destroy these higher morals and values 
of the human race, where we work together in tandem as one group. It seems to have been created by putting scary thoughts out there. And I say thoughts because they're not facts. They're opinion. And they seem to be made to go in one direction or another to cause some kind of alarm and concern and to have people really integrate back into their lower self and to feed that ego and that fear and their insecurities. And so people are really digging in there and defending themselves like they're in a war zone against other people and what's happening. And it doesn't have to be this way. We have more strength and more ability than we remember. When we are in our higher selves and we are in the light, we are able to change ourselves from the inside out, as within, so without, and then to change the world. And it's like there's been a campaign for us to forget who we are and why we're here. That we are souls having a human experience. That we are souls made from the light and full of the light. And that when we connect with it, going back into our higher selves, we are strong warriors of light. We don't have to live like we're in a war zone. We are here to usher in a new time, a new energy, a new awakening. When we stay in this warlike zone, it actually hurts ourselves the most. The fear takes over and it begins to grow inside a person like a toxic, sticky substance. And it closes us down. It dims the aura. It limits our connection to the light. It puts a block around it. And then it feeds on itself to make it even more toxic. And this makes the person draw more within and become more fearful. And they begin to live in their shadow self, in the darkness, in the shadow world of their own creation, that they're feeding, listening to others who have the same fears or have a reason to try to spread fear. So as they listen to that, it grows. This is not the experience that any of us should choose. We actually learn more and grow more by being open, being intuitive, and being willing to listen and learn from others. The thing is, there's very little truth in life. There are some universal truths, but most things are not the truth. They're a version and a belief of something. And so we have forgotten, and people will talk about this as the truth, but it's not. It's their truth. And what we call their truth or my truth or your truth is not the truth. It is actually more an opinion. And somehow we've lost that lately. And we used to be able to say, in my understanding, in my opinion, uh, was it too long ago when people used to text? They used to put, I am H-O, in my humble opinion. I can't tell you the last time I've seen anyone put I am H-O. Instead, it's more like screaming at the other person that they're wrong and here's what's right. This is what happens when people begin to lose empathy 
and compassion and understanding for others. They're in fear because they fear there's an attack on them. And so they don't want to agree with anyone with different thoughts. And this puts us in danger as a human race. If this is not turned around and corrected, it will poison and affect the future of humanity. It will affect our ability to evolve and grow. It will lead to a degradation of life as we know it. People right now are reacting to this and, and don't even know why. They don't even know why they're so caught up in it. They can't even see their fear for what it is. But they know things aren't right. Look at what's been called the great resignation now. So many people are leaving their jobs. They're looking to change their lifestyle. They're, they're fighting everything that's going on in their life, realizing something has to change. They're trying to emerge from their shadow self. And they're facing the greatest battle of their lives because they are trying to overcome their lower self. And if they can do this and embrace their higher self and lose that fear, the fear that was misplaced all along because it was directed as how others might see them. This has to do with a lot of insecurity. When we're so scared about what others may see or think or say or judge about us, we no longer are living our own life. We are living in fear and we are controlled by whatever we perceive others are thinking of us. And so we become trapped at that point in our own belief system, which becomes our own vibrational energy, which then gets trapped in the aura. So it becomes abracadabra. Abracadabra is alchemical magic. And alchemical magic of abracadabra means as I speak, so I create. What you think about yourself and what you say about yourself and others, you are creating that energy around you. So when people get caught in this toxic environment of their making by the things they've watched and read and believe and discuss with others and shut out anyone else that might have a different opinion, they're just perpetuating this circle. And then they forget how to break free. And the only thing that makes them even feel a little bit settled is to talk with others who will speak exactly like them. Because the saying goes, misery loves company. So they feel scared and unsettled. They go talk to other people that are scared and unsettled. And somehow it makes them feel like, okay, this is just how the world is. When what they're really doing is creating self-sabotaging tribes and groups of people. This now is a time of great awakening. What many people call a spiritual awakening. And it's happening on the planet right now. We're in the midst of it. And yet, why are we feeling so scared and disconnected? It's because we're missing one of the biggest pieces that have to do with the age of Aquarius. And that is our emotions. Our emotions are now being connected to our intellect. Before, we relied completely on emotion in, the, in our distant past. And that was almost more animalistic at a baser level. 
again at the lower self where our emotions could run out of control and we would make rash decisions and not always good choices. And then we've evolved into using the mind more where we use what we call logic. Let me think this out. Let me think about the short-term and long-term effects. And we became very intellectual and in thinking to where science was all just the facts, just the science, and we lost that other part of ourselves. Instead of becoming more whole, we still segmented. We're like, oh, emotions, okay, those aren't going well. Let's try to block those and just go to intellect. Well, when we did that and blocked out emotion, we lost our intuition. And intuition and intellect are actually made to go together. They're the sun and the moon. They're to keep us in balance. They're the two energies within us, the active and the passive. They both serve a purpose and we need both to live our best life. So the biggest part of the age of Aquarius is that our emotions must come back into us, but they need to learn to be in balance and they need to be under somewhat control so they don't take over. And this is what we call emotional intelligence. That not only must we think and be logical, but we must be aware of how we feel. And we must try to use the two together. So if we have not worked on our emotional intelligence and allowed ourselves to grow in this way, it is affecting our thoughts as well as our emotions. And that's why it's easy for us to get disturbed. Because when something big happens to shock the intellect, to rock our world, and we haven't dealt with our emotional side and matured the emotional side into emotional intelligence, we get scared and we step into fear. And so many people who've tried to really be just in logic are the ones that are having the toughest time with everything that's happening in the world. When our emotions get disturbed and we don't have emotional intelligence, our emotions get played easily. And then we sink into our shadow self with our darkest thoughts and we pull in and create that block around us, doing our best to try not to feel afraid. And this is what's going on right now. This is the big battle on earth because people don't trust what they hear. They don't trust what they see. They don't trust what they read. And this is very scary and disturbing. So it causes those emotions to react in a terrible way. And it brings up all the things that are attached to that. And this goes back to things that happened in your past, starting in your childhood and onward, and things that you've never healed inside. Things like uh, feeling insecure, a lack of connection, abandonment, hurts that were caused by your parents, your family, and then into your relationships. So any of these personal things that haven't been healed inside, they're being brought out with the shadow self right now. And that so that makes us even more um, off kilter and overwhelmed when our emotions are pulling at us as well. So it's hard to see as clearly as you could if you were in your higher self. When you're in your higher self, you're in a better state of mind. 
and a better energy vibration. And when you're in your lower self, you're scared, you feel you're under attack, and you tend to think about just yourself. And like I said, that does maybe feel like the logical thing to retreat, to pull in, and to fight, but it's not. The only way out is to go within, to heal it, and then to move forward. As we pull in, like I said, and retreat, we don't feel safer. The fear gets greater, and many people can become even paranoid, thinking that things are really bad. And what's interesting, when we step into our higher vibration, and we begin again to connect with others, and have empathy and compassion, and we give love, and we receive it, and we are kind and giving, it puts us in a state of joy. It gives us an energy that actually makes us feel better. And we actually get more energy from it. And it, it raises our vibration and makes us happier. And what's interesting, when we stop giving and are just like, I'm going to hunker down and hold everything for me, we start to feel like we've been sucked dry. And this is because of the negative influences that come around us when we stay in that place. In that place, it's hard to give. We feel like we're the victim. And we've forgotten what joy feels like. And we might have something to say about it, but it's only to make us feel better. Only to explain why we're being the victim and what's being done to us. This takes a lot of guts because when we're in that dark place, someone might be trying to reach out to us and say something, a nice thought and reach out. And the other person just isn't trusting it. So they react negatively. And you yourself might be trying to come out of this right now. And you're like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to put a smile on my face. I'm going to reach out and say something nice to a person. And they, they shirk back or they say some rude comment. And they're distrusting and they're saying, what are you trying to do to me? Are you trying to manipulate me? What's your game? What's your angle? And so now you feel rejection when you were just trying to come out of your negative space. And so the ego wants to protect you. And it's like, well, I'm not going to do that again. I don't like how that felt. But we forget that we weren't supposed to do it for the reaction that we were supposed to get from someone else. We're supposed to do this from the joy in our hearts. And we're not just a lower vibration being. We're trying to connect again from the heart chakra and to connect all of this in the world. And so you're going to have to be strong and realize those people that you do first start reaching out to, they are going to be uncertain because remember, you toxified your energy. You've been in a lower level wave of thinking. And so... Your energy is not going to feel clear where they feel like it's a, a direct point of light coming to them. Many of us have been disconnected for quite a while and have forgotten all this is. And this is where a lot of humanity is right now in the world. It's a state of delusion. It's a state of illusion. And it's a state of forgetfulness. It's almost like an amnesia that has affected so many people. I remember years ago watching that show, The Walking Dead, and seeing people as zombies. 
and thinking, well, this is where we're heading. People are shutting down their thoughts and they are walking around like zombies. They're in a type of amnesia. And so in this place, when you're fearful, you say, I'm going to be guarded. And what you don't realize is guarded means broken and hurting and disheartened. And this is such a powerful word because word, it shows how we're stuck in our lower self and our lower chakras. And so now is the time when we need to turn the tide back where we need to go. We need to wake up and remember that we came down here to help change the world and to help humanity evolve. And that begins inward to fix ourselves to go within and check yourself and see where you are. Are you living in empathy and compassion? Take a hard look at yourself to see where you're living. Are you caught up in things? Have you lost a part of yourself? Are you truly living in the light? Are you living in fear? Are you the light? Are you bringing the light? Are you sharing your light? Are you a lighthouse? Or have you become something else? It's time for us to fix ourselves, to become light warriors, to become a fixture of light. We want to be such a bright light that other people bask in the glow. It's time to become a light and then to go out and help the rest of the world. And this is done one step at a time as you move back up into your higher self and you open up to give joy to the world. And you share empathy and compassion. And you deliver the love and the light. This is the time that your soul is asking you to remember why you came here. You are a light worker. And you came to assist in this amazing transformation. And of course, of course, it wasn't going to be easy. Nothing on this planet is meant to be easy. That is the whole point of coming to Earth. Have you forgotten that? The earth is a playground. It's a place to test yourself. It's a place to see how strong you are against all the odds put against you. It's a place to learn how to live in balance, how to attune yourself, and how to push yourself to see just how far you can grow. Did you forget the whole reason to be here? That this is the playground? This is the Spiritual Olympics. This is where you work out. This is where you test who and what you're made of on a soul level. This is the end game, the whole point. Stop looking for a rescue. Stop looking for someone else who's going to fix everything. Stop looking for some kind of fix at all. Stop expecting it to be easy. When you stop with these expectations and the light begins living within your higher self, you will be able to have the flow of energy that makes you stronger and puts you back into perspective and understanding of who you are. You will recognize when things come that are challenging that it is part of the plan and you'll embrace it and you'll understand there's a rocky ride because that's what the earth is made of. No pressure, no diamonds. No, no, you know, uh, no sand in the oyster, no pearl. We are here on a planet that's supposed to be slightly irritating and challenging, 
for us to grow. And if you're down here, it's because you chose to help. And it's time to shake things up and wake things up and move into a higher vibration within yourself. Like I say, when I help students who want to shift energy within themselves, I say, look at your home. Let's start by decluttering your home. Let's remove all the mess in your house. And to do so, we need to clean out the closets and all the junk drawers and all the little places where you hide it and you tuck it away and you think it doesn't matter down what's in the basement and all those drawers and the closets. So we start pulling all of this out and it makes a huge mess. It's overwhelming. And the person I'm working with is like, this is too much. I'll never get through it. I don't know what to do with all this stuff. And I explained, it's just like the inner work we do on ourselves. We have to pull out all those bits that we've tucked away deep within us that we don't want to deal with. All the junk. All the stuff we put in the basement that's dark. We don't want to pull it out and have to release it. But you have to. And as you do that in your home, eventually it gets clean and cleared and it feels great. And as you do the work on your inner self, it happens just the same. And then you remember what I said, there's only two true emotions, fear and love, and that everything else is a side effect that you've been holding on to. And so you begin to choose where you're going to live in the lower chakras of fear or the higher chakras in the higher self of love. And you decide what dominates every day in your world. Every day, every decision, it's a choice. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about visions versus desires, dreams versus desires, and what that means when you're coming at it from a lower self state or a higher self state. So stay tuned. Back for more soon.